Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Well, here we are, six minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. This is my dumb little show, and the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Breaking news this morning. They got the guy in Pennsylvania. They got him. He's in custody. They got him. Uh, Trey and I uh, on Where and Rima tracked the uh, movements of the police vehicle into which he was placed. Uh, every intersection it uh, traversed, every road that it uh, that it re- that's just that's the OJ you know factor, isn't it? You know, I, I, Bill Hammer and Dana were able to eat a couple of more bagels. You know, while we had the live shot of the vehicle, uh, that's great. They're doing a press conference right now. I, I'm honestly, I'm not going to do it live. I mean, we, they got the guy. That's the story. There'll be plenty of time over the next few days to figure out what the hell just happened. But yeah, if you're really about the sanctuary city thing, and these are all just poor refugees seeking a better life and looking to es- escape oppression, and I'm a freaking racist and a xenophobe because I I want a, a tight border. Okay, uh, you know, you're one of the reasons why guys like this uh, end up on the streets and doing what they do. Uh, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because the, the other big story is the inquiry uh, committee. Am I, I'm, a, I'm always a little weird about the word inquiry, right? Is it inquiry, inquiry? You know, who knows? They're going to look into whether or not they should impeach Joe, impeach Joe Biden. Going to have a committee. In the House with Jim Jordan, Comer. Uh, Kevin McCarthy made the announcement yesterday. Uh, I know a lot of the media coverage uh, has said, well, there's no evidence, but okay. Well, he listed off the five reasons which are evidence-based on why they're going to now discuss possibly impeaching Joe Biden. Number one. Lied about uh, knowing about his family business 16 times. Number two, uh, these uh, the bank's bank records show uh, $20 million being funneled into various uh, LLCs, fake companies, that the Biden clan had set up to, uh, to, to get paid through. Uh, and and la- it's classic money laundering. Uh, over 150 uh, suspicious activity reports, uh, which involves not only the banking system, uh, but also the federal government. Uh, let's see, number four, one of the FBI informants said that uh, both Joe and Hunter each received payments of $5 million uh, uh, through their uh, their corrupt endeavors. And number five, uh, and this, I, I think this is the big one. Uh, it's all bad. Don't get me wrong. But this is like the really, really bad part. In that Joe Biden, uh, ha- when he was vice president and, and uh, allegedly now uh, as president, but we know uh, as vice president that he sent government information regarding policy. In this case, regarding Ukraine. And Ukraine looking into corruption uh, via Burisma and, and, and Hunter Biden, uh, he sent uh, official government policy information to Hunter Biden via fake email accounts. Uh, so, you know, I, I, if, if you're out there and you're, you're a moron, and oh, I'm sorry, if you're out there and you're a Democrat and uh, you're you're living on the cloud that says there's no evidence, well, you're full of crap or you're not paying attention or you're stupid or you're all three. What's interesting to me, though, now, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I We'll get into the political aspect of this here in a second. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if this is going to happen for reals, if this is going to be a genuine effort, or if it's for show. I don't know. But if I look at it, uh, you know, from the perspective of where Joe is right now with his own base, and I guess we are getting political here. Um, the one thing we know about Democrats uh, is that they can never be wrong. They never do anything wrong. They're certainly not corrupt, even when they are. And despite the fact that I think, yeah, absolutely, Joe, uh, as a 
malleable stooge has served his purpose for the greater plot, and very obviously they, they want to get rid of him. They're trotting uh, Kamala out all over the place now for some for some reason. I think we all maybe know what it is. They want to get rid of Joe, but baby, they're not going to want Joe to go down <laughs> this way. Yeah, I, I just had this thought this morning driving in. If if he's in, if they get rid of him through impeachment, and it's because he was a corrupt politician and he was bad and he was criminal and he was treasonous. Okay, that doesn't really work for the uh, for the the progressive socialist agenda at play right now. We we sort of need that guy to leave office as one of the greatest presidents ever. So I I you know they McCarthy claims they have the votes. I don't know. I don't know if I buy that, and I don't know if I buy that this is the way Joe Biden will go down. I I it, it should be. <laughs> it really really should be. But if Joe Biden were to have some sort of medical incident over the next few days or weeks, uh, and he's got to resign because of uh, he's got to step down because of medical stuff, then you avoid all the nastiness of a, of an impeachment trial, uh, and and uh, you know uh, uh, putting a cloud over his uh, his historic legacy, if you will, which would frankly cast shade across the whole damn agenda. Uh, better that he just, you know, can't go on because of his medical stuff because, you know, he's a great president and he's doing a fantastic job. So I don't know. Look at what happens with Joe Biden over the next couple of weeks. But it's also not lost on me, and you can comment on this, 210-599-5555. And we, we heard this a lot when Trump was getting impeached every 15 minutes. I mean, they they impeached that guy for tying his shoes. I mean, they, they, what 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 didn't they impeach that guy on? Talk about evidence. McCarthy listed more evidence in his five minute presser yesterday than they ever had on Donald Trump for anything. It was all contrived. Uh, but one of the affects of that is the word itself has kind of lost its meaning, hasn't it? And it was said at the time, well, if you're if you're impeaching a president because he's your political opponent or you don't like his policies and you're doing it for purely political reasons, uh, first off, you, you swing wide the gate uh, of future presidents being impeached because people don't like them. They got bad breath. They don't, you know, support the right causes or issues or pieces of legislation. You're going to have more of that. And an affect of that is that it really, what's it even mean now? The word itself has been kind of diluted. This is a huge story yesterday. This is a really big freaking deal. I mean, it was a big freaking deal when they impeached Donald Trump, even though it was for no reason. They didn't have any basis for why they were impeaching him. It was very obviously all politically motivated. But impeachment used to be the, the you know a pretty heavy thing to take on, and it just feels matter of course now. So I, I again I don't know where you are, how you're feeling about this. If you think this is going to be for reals, or is this Kevin McCarthy saving his own ass? I, I, I don't know. What do you think? Two one zero five. We also live in an era where it's impossible to predict stuff because you just don't have all the information because everybody's full of crap. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Alex, how you doing, man? Right on. Hey. Hey. What's going on? All right. Okay. So we got two camps here. Those that live. I lost you, man. I think we know which one is which. What's this? This is. Are you? I'm sorry. I got. Are you on? Are you on speakerphone? Uh, yeah, but I'm driving. Oh, okay. No worries. Just I'll just be quiet and listen. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> All, right. All right. So, so this is crazy. Where are the Republicans? And I don't mean that milk toast McCarthy. I mean that that guy bored me to death. <laughs> One thing I'll give the Democrat. Ah, oh, we keep losing you, dude. Oh, there you. I, I'm, dude, I got. I got. I'm just losing half of what you're saying, man. We'll we'll yeah, call me back. Let's go to Ryan. Ryan, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? Well, I mean, uh, I mean, after what I'm hearing on the radio about with the way that Joe Biden is 
is what in this country is insane. I mean, if anything, I want to express my opinion about Joe Biden. He needs to be impeached. Donald Trump needs to be robbed back. Because if anything, he, he's the one that helped us run this country better. I agree, man. I, I will, Dude, I appreciate the call. We'll see what happens, man. 210-599-5555. Mike, if you hang on, we'll go to you when we get back. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA. That's Dwight Yoakam. I'm, I'm being educated about Dwight Yoakam by the intrepid Mr. Trevino. I'm going to the... A lot of you are. It's a sold-out show at the Majestic tomorrow night. Dwight Yoakam. And James... Uh, and Christian, this might interest you. As we go along here, James is, is hating on me more and more. Because I... My wife bought these... I don't know anything about Dwight Yoakam. Mm-hmm. I still know. I, I, I know him from Sling Blade. Okay. Yeah. And Banditas. And I don't know anything about his music. My wife is a huge fan. All our friends are huge fans. They bought tickets like 100 years ago. I forgot about it. And I, at that time, put in for tomorrow and Friday to take off. I got some other stuff we got to do. But they're all, you know, losing their S. They're so excited. I, I have people who are messaging me now I'm who are going. See? See? Jen Crownover is going. A lot of people are going. They're going for the tight pants in his tight little booty. Well, I didn't know. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> but I don't. It's we true. Will. He's got 10 years on me, you SOB. Mm. Anyway, so I don't know anything about his music. I've heard more Dwight Yoakam on this show with him <laughs> playing it than I've ever heard of my freaking existence. That's what the radio's for. Because all I see is that scene from Sling Blade. How do I dial 911? Nine. He pushed nine. One. 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 <laughs> and right before that, he says, Carl, can't you tell I'm trying to relax? Carl, you're right. <laughs> and then he gets his head split He's open. About, get his, about to get his head split open with a, with a lawnmower blade. Uh, so that's the extent of my understanding of Dwight Yoakam. So James has been, but James is now, it's starting to sink in to James, uh, to his mind, that I'm yeah. going to the concert tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it jealous. bothers him that I don't, in fact, know a lot about Dwight Yoakam. No, 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 it doesn't. And, and, and you, you think, a, a you're little. a true fan, and, and is, 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 am I a wasted ticket? Is that what it is? No, you're not a wasted <laughs> ticket. It's going to be the education. <laughs> don't let him in. Of Sean Reimer. <laughs> And, and I'm, I'm jealous that you to get it. to see him in such a small venue. That's what I'm oh, jealous of. Oh, God. About. And I love the Majestic Theater. But you know what's going to happen, though? On Monday, Rhyme is going to come walking in here with a T-shirt from the show. You will. Well, no, I did no, get paid today, so no, yeah, no, it's pretty Sir, pricey. Syria's getting the T-shirt. Syria's getting this. Yes. My wife you're will not get the shirt. One. No, you're well, out. get two. They've no, got more than one. they like $60 I'm, I'm in radio, not TV, pal. Sean, this is a once- I'm getting two T-shirts off to take out a second mortgage. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I saw Elton John and didn't get a damn T-shirt because it, it was, you know, $100 for a freaking T-shirt. Right. Yeah. No, I don't need the T-shirt. I'm going to get my wife a T-shirt, and I'm really looking forward to it, even though I don't know anything about his music. I know a lot of you listening are going to it. And uh, I love going to the Majestic. Uh, you know, I, I loved, I've had a lot of fun at the Majestic. <laughs> How much fun have you had, Sean? Uh, you know, that's where I met Willie Nelson. Uh, anyway, uh, let's go to Mike here. Mike, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Yourself? I'm not not too bad, man. It's my Friday. What are you thinking? I know. I'm thinking, you know what? A snake's going to be a doggone snake. These Republicans are either complicit or cowards because if the Democrats can run a fake story, I mean, something they fabricated, and run that doggone thing for four plus years on Trump, in lockstep with each other, fighting side by side to do everything they can, you know, off of that line to ruin that man. And the Republicans are just now announcing that they're looking into <laughs> impeaching Trump. It's like uh, my my boys; they say this, they do this thing where it's like. Tell me you're a something without telling me you're a something. Well, tell me you support the Democrats without telling me you support the Democrats. I'll give you two of them. Pass the omnibus bill and drag your feet on impeaching Joe Biden. Right. Right. Well, I'm not, look, I'm not going to disagree that Republicans have sucked <laughs> you know, for, for, 
for quite a while. So I, I mean, I don't. There really, there really was not a lot of opposition to all that crap that went on with Trump. They bloviated a lot. They said a lot of things. They got on the record saying a lot of things. But you know, there really wasn't much of a fight. So I, I, you're right in the sense that if I'm getting what you're saying correctly, that now you always Republicans saying that well he's got to be impeached. But I, 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 it's only a handful of Republicans that are saying that. And I think what you're saying, if, I, if I'm correct, is that it's all part of the same swamp. Yes, it's part of the same swamp. But to me, this is a bit worse because one of the things I've noticed when the Democrats need a fight, and I, you know, Bill Clinton and, and Barack Obama, I do not consider very decent people at all. And right. I'm not trying to be mean. I just, they're pretty foul people. But whenever the Democrats are in a fight, they pull out their big weapons and yeah. they show up and fight for each other. From day one, the majority of the Republican establishment, I guess I'll say it that way, whenever Trump or somebody who supports Trump, you know, Herschel Walker, Kerry Lake, whenever whenever they're in a fight, no big dogs are coming out. Nobody with any weight or any power shows up to fight for them. So that's why they're saying they're either cowards and or complicit with it. You're right. Because you can't let somebody <laughs> just look you like that and right. do nothing. You're right. I, I absolutely agree, man. I, I got to run. I'm up against the block. Uh, if it's a, the, the, the clock here. But, Mike, thank you. You're absolutely right. They're, they're a bunch of wussies. They really are. 210-599-5555. We'll take a break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Anywhere, Anywhere. Anytime. anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. <laughs> oh wow. Dwight. Uh New Stock 550 KTSA FM 1071938. I'm Sean. Sean. All right, let's talk about a Kennedy, and I don't mean the Irish guy that messed around with Marilyn Monroe. And I don't I don't mean uh, you know, RFK Jr. either. Who I actually kind of like. I, I got a lot of respect for that guy, actually, uh, in his current endeavors. Uh, but let's talk about John Kennedy from Louisiana. John Kennedy from Louisiana is one of my favorite. I, I'm not a big fan of politicians. I, I think they're all scumbags to a greater or lesser extent. I think all American politicians have what I call the scumbag gene. It's just in their chromosomes to be corrupt scumbags. But given that reality, uh, John Kennedy is, is a badass. And I've said it before, John Kennedy with that slow Louisiana swampy drawl of his, you know, guys like that can dress you down in a, in a handful of words and make you feel like the biggest piece of crap in the universe. But it also oddly sounds kind of complimentary because of the tone of the voice. John Kennedy... Have have you always been a moron? Well, bless your heart. You know that. You know, here in Texas, we got it going. First time somebody said to me, "Bless your heart." I, I I'm a I'm a carpetbagger, so it took me about thirty seconds to realize they were you know insulting me. Well, bless your heart. And John Kennedy did something really amazing. I guess this was was this yesterday? It was a, it was yeah it was yesterday. They're in a committee meeting. He's getting testimony from the Secretary of State of Illinois, whose name is something Greek-sounding. He's a schmuck, uh, and uh, he is uh, uh, going after... uh, He's one of these guys that believes that if you don't want gay porn in your kid's elementary school library or being presented to you in any way, shape, or form by a freaking educator... That that's book that's book banning, you know you're 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 being transphobic, you're a hater be hating. He's one of these schmucks, and certainly we've seen a lot of moms and dads uh, who have taken the podium, the microphone at any given school board meeting where these books in a district where these books are available, and mom and dad will get up there and start reading the actual text of the book. 
And more often than not, they get their mic shut down. People are horrified and disgusted. The obvious hypocrisy being, well, you're a fully, you're a grown ass adult and you're disgusted by what I'm saying, but this is in my kid's elementary school library. You want my child to have access to this, but you as a grown ass adult is, are disgusted by it. Uh, run that by me again. And so John Kennedy did it yesterday. On the record, the official Senate record, he's on the Senate floor when he does this, or sitting at his desk on, in the Senate chamber. And uh, I know Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins played it. I guess Jack played, I'm hearing, a, a less edited version last night. Why? Because Jack Riccardi is a badass. And it's... it's it, it, just so I could describe it to you, and the book is, let me see what the book was, uh, All Boys Aren't Blue. All Boys Aren't Blue. Uh, he begins uh, by, and this is when he's on his time with this, with this witness. Uh, let's take two books that have been much discussed. The first one is called All Boys Aren't Blue, and I will quote from it, and he did. And uh, in that John Kennedy uh, voice, I put some lube on and got him on his knees. <laughs> and then he goes on, and there's it's pretty great. I mean, it's I was actually, frankly, and I'm you know not a not a square. I, I was pretty shocked. I mean, even I was shocked. It's like wow, that's available to kids. It's pretty bad. And then he read uh, an excerpt from another book that we've all heard a lot about, Gender Queer. I got a new strap-on harness today. <laughs> and then he goes on. And it is, it is you know, it's uncomfortable, but not because John Kennedy's reading it, but because of the text itself. And he reads these two excerpts. Everybody's disgusted and horrified. And John Kennedy asks, what are you asking us to do? Are you suggesting that only librarians should decide whether the two books that I just referenced should be available to kids? Is that what you're saying? No, this guy said. And John Kennedy said, well, tell me what you are saying. Don't give me a speech. Tell me what you're asking. Secretary of State of Illinois says, with all due respect, Senator, the words you spoke are disturbing, especially coming out of your mouth. Very disturbing. But what I would also tell you that we're not advocating for kids to read porn. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, you sort of are. You, actually, you're not sort of recommending that. You, that's what you want. Kennedy goes on. What are you advocating for? Guy responds, we are advocating for parents, random parents. I love that word random tossed in there. Random, you know, just parents. They're like homeless people. They just kind of wander around. And then every now and again, a couple of parents will wander into a, a school board meeting, you know. Uh, we're talking about random parents should not have the ability under the guise of keeping kids safe to try and challenge the worldview. Of every single manner on these issues. Uh, And then a guy says, I'm saying, and Kennedy presses him. I want to know what you're recommending. Sounds to me like what some of you are saying, that librarians should decide who gets to see that book. He says, I'm saying when individual parents are allowed to make a decision of where that line is in to kill a mockingbird, which involves a rape scene, Should that book be pulled from our libraries, I think it becomes a slippery slope. Oh, the hell it does. We've all read To Kill a Mockingbird. I actually thought that book had been banned a long time. These people have actually yanked a whole bunch of literature out of our libraries and, and, and public education classrooms. They've gone after everyone from Mark Twain to F. Scott Fitzgerald to Upton Sinclair you know, uh, a lot of books that you and I grew up with that are classic works of American literature aren't there anymore. And this jackass has the nerve to bring up To Kill a Mockingbird. Now, I, I, you know, again, we are all grown-ass adults. 
And certainly a grown-ass adult should be able to listen to what John Kennedy read from that particular book, those two particular books, and make a freaking distinction between that and a, a rape scene involving a court case involving a story involving a piece of literature called To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a slight difference. I'll tell you why. I could go down the street and start reading To Kill a Mockingbird out loud, and I wouldn't be guilty of a crime. If I walk outside and go down the street and I start reading aloud from gender queer, if a kid rolls by, I'm guilty of a crime. Th- this is absurd, man. It- it's really freaking absurd that these people are arguing for this crap that you very obviously should. And, and-, and it's not book banning. You can get the damn books anywhere. You, you have more... Uh, opportunities to buy books in this world right now. It's all on freaking Amazon. It's not the books don't go away. We're just saying, hey, maybe gender queer shouldn't be accessible by ch- to, uh, you know, to children. That's it. And these people are arguing it. Hey, again, if you're a Democrat, are you for this? No, I'll take your call. If you're if you're a liberal puke and you're monitoring this broadcast because you hate yourself and you enjoy pain. Call me up right now and explain to me how gender queer should in any way, shape, or form be accessible to a child. I'd love to hear it, man. I'd love to hear your explanation of that. Because this jackass yesterday didn't offer up anything involving a reasonable response or argument. Yeah, and, and he, he also failed to mention that the the whole theme of rape in To Kill a Mockingbird was a wrongful conviction. Yes. I, thank you for reminding Exactly, that's the, plot of, that's the whole plot of the story, or a major plot aspect. Bunch of crap, man. Bunch of sick crap. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. San Antonio's talk station. Yes, people voice their opinions. You talk. We listen. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, Dwight Yoakam. It's Dwight. He's 66 years of age. Right? 66. Chicks still dig him. Chicks, you, you were talking to me, James, about his tight jeans and so, like all my, all my middle-aged girl, you know, lady friends, and my wife, are they all going to be ooing and eyeing at his jeans yes, yet tomorrow night? You're not going to be looking noticed. at his ass. Yes, you're not going to be noticed. All the women folk going you in know. your crew. Well, I, I got a double screwed. whammy going on here because I got I got to go see his 66 year old ass tomorrow, swinging it around. All the chicks, all the country chicks, going ooh. Meanwhile, Demi Lovato uh, has come out and said that, uh, you know, she was wrong to date older guys when she was younger. She said she had daddy issues and that older men are gross and that uh, that was gross that I did that because older guys are gross. Now, is she a chick now again? Is she back to being a a chick? Yes, yes, coach. I, uh, you know, I, 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 and I brought this up earlier in the program in the morning and, uh, and, and. Very understandably, you know, when I'm talking about younger women, Trey, you know, went into, you know, he's, he's, he's protecting his marriage. He doesn't want, you know what I mean? He, I, and not, nothing's wrong with his marriage. Nothing is, wrong, nothing is wrong with my marriage. But I'm talking about younger chicks looking at an older guy. And he didn't want to, you know, I, I understand what I was talking about a phenomenon that every man experiences. Okay. At some point in your life, if you were, uh, you know, a, a bit of a Romeo when you were younger, is that there comes a point in every man's life when the younger ladies no longer see you as a potentiality, as something viable. No, they look at you and you can see it in their eye. You're just an old geese, man. You're an older gentleman. You're an older guy. And a man has to learn to deal. You got you to gotta learn to deal with that phenomenon once it comes into your existence. I began to notice it when young ladies began opening the door for me at the Circle K and calling me sir. It happens. You know, and so, uh, I'm well, Christian, you know, you're creeping up on it too, man. I mean, it's going to happen to you. It's going to happen. Uh, it's just, it's already happened to me. Of course, I look like I'm about 20 years older than I actually am because it ain't <laughs> the years. It's the mileage. 
Because they remember held your the Indiana Jones. I'm just saying, you know, chicks don't look at me anymore. Like you know, they look at me like, "Oh, the old guy." Let me get the door for the old guy. So I don't want to hear Demi Lovato's, you know, snotty little commentary on older guys being gross. Okay, we're trying, man. <laughs> Cut us some slack. <laughs> we're, we are old. Okay, it happens, man. I kind of know what you you're talking keep about. Keep looking at me like that. What? I'm coaching my son's soccer team, bunch of nine, ten-year-olds. And I'm doing that for the first time this fall. Yes. And this isn't exactly the same, but... I hope not. I do find it in... <laughs> Drag it right to the gutter, Sean. <laughs> right to the gutter. Well, so what? what go, ahead, go ahead. Well, you know, they all call me coach. Right. Well, cars. And it's just like, it's a little weird. That's better than sir. But we're one and Matlock. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? Uh, welcome back to the show. The phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Um, the, the big stories, just let's mention them. Uh, the scumbag in Pennsylvania that got him. Uh, we're getting some details here. I didn't watch the press conference with the uh, police chief there, but uh, uh, they're saying that his sister apparently tried to help him, so she's going to be uh, facing charges, obviously. Uh, they got the guy good. We're glad they got him. He's a scumbag. He's a weirdo. Uh, he's illegal. <laughs> he shouldn't be here at all. You know. So uh, par for the course. And uh, you know what happens now? Nothing. He goes back to three hots in a cot. When the guy shimmied up that uh, that wall, he knew one of two things was going to happen. And I'm not Kreskin here, but I'm just you know I can kind of figure it out. Figure it out using my own brain. When he shimmied up that wall like a freaking ninja, he knew that one of two things was going to happen. He's either going to die because he's going to get shot. He's going to get blown away by a bunch of cops. Or he's going to enjoy what's happening right now is he's just going to go back into the system, three hots in a cot. I'm sure they'll put him in solitary for a while. You know, but uh, are we going to see any kind of a change in regard to immigration policy? No. I mean, these people can't shut up about prison reform. Okay, the only reformation I want to see in the prison system is a guy like that shouldn't be able to get out so damn easily. You know, it was pretty easy. <laughs> the guy just got out of. I mean, you know, we had one dude watching out for him. So that's uh, the the breaking news. The other big story is Kevin McCarthy, your Speaker of the House, announcing yesterday that uh, he is going to uh, allow or schedule a committee with Jim Jordan and James Comer to look into whether or not they should impeach Joe Biden on corruption charges. Uh, he li- I listed off the five uh, aspects of, or the five reasons why they feel justified in looking into whether or not they should impeach him. And I mentioned last hour, and I still kind of agree with this, that you know the word impeachment itself has kind of become diluted. I don't know. I, I mean, what, is Biden going to get impeached? I'll, I'll be honest with you. I freaking doubt it. He is the one president... I believe in the history of this country for which the whole idea of impeachment was designed. And, and I don't know if it's actually going to happen. Uh, I don't know. Uh, there, obviously, there are always political forces at work, and uh, uh, that's the rot, if you will, of our, of our, of our government right now. So our government. So I, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see what happens. I'm not placing a lot of value on something meaningful happening. Doesn't mean that I don't think they want to get they don't want to get rid of Joe Biden. A lot of people want to get rid of Joe Biden. A lot of folks in that shadow government, uh, a lot of methane breathers in the swamp, they want to get rid of uh, Joe Biden. I just don't think they're going to want to get rid of him in this way. We got a, a medical reason would be much better politi- politically for the swamp and for the Democrats in general. So we'll see. But there's another story, and this isn't such a huge story, but. I, I, there's something revealing here, and I kind of touched on this yesterday when I was saying I, I don't think anybody, a lot of folks, unless you directly inter- interact with the city in some way, realize just how deep the rot goes 
as far as this extreme agenda, of which the aforementioned sex books in the elementary schools, that's a part of it. CRT is a part of it. Anti-cop stuff is a part of it. And they, I, I believe a lot of these folks, and yeah, let's call them communists, Marxists, fascists, they all really believe the same crap to the same extreme extremities. But, you know, they don't, they don't try to play that up. But it's going on behind the scenes. And the, the idiot mayor of Burbank, who is running for L.A. County Supervisor, Constantine Anthony, who, who now infamously showed off or, I guess, you know, was at an event with a bunch of, bunch of drag queens and a drag queen who was about 300 pounds, big hairy-ass dude in a dress, took a paddle to his ass. He let the guy paddle his ass. And when people started criticizing for him for it, he, re, he, you know, he reposted the video with the word jealous. It's like, no, we're really not jealous, man. Well, now he did an interview. He did an, uh, did an interview with Fox News Digital. And I'm just going to read you some of this. Because you know what? This is Constantine Anthony, but this is all of them. They asked him, do you support abolishing the police? He replied, yes, I am a full abolitionist. I believe in a policeless state. Uh, his words. Uh, he goes on to say, I don't believe police have any effect on crime. The instigators of crime are poverty, mental health, economic issues, drug addiction, the family or locale that you live in. It goes on. You got to hear this. The fundamental understanding of how we convict, catch, chase crime and criminology and treat people in jails and prisons and all of that is flawed. We are still living in a quasi 20th century ideology where if you do something bad, you got to get punished. That works when you're five. But when we're talking about human beings on a massive scale, we have to get people back into society. Now, check this out. Check this next. He's, now he starts talking about pure Marxism, socialism. Uh, he believes most people in this country are Marxists. They just don't know it yet. Quote, I ask people this all the time. I say, hey, how do you work for somebody or are you your own boss? And most people say... Well, yes, I work for somebody, but somebody I want to be, but someday I want to be my own boss. And I'm like, cool, you know who wanted everyone to be their own boss? Karl Marx. Most people don't, this is him, most people don't understand that the American dream they've, they've been chasing is something that Democrat socialists have been fighting for for over 100 years. We want you to be your own boss. Now listen to this next line. Now you can be collectively your own boss. Mm-hmm. Isn't so, that like like jumbo shrimp? Yeah, no, it's 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 it, it's it's an oxymoron. It is. Uh, let me go on here. Uh, so we, you, now you can collectively be your own boss. So when we think about Marxism as an ideology and we remove it from its German roots. We talk about American socialism, and it has a very different tone. In other words, okay, the real American dream is to be the boss of your life, but you can only be the boss of your life collectively, which means we're all the bosses of our own lives, which we really aren't. It's an interpretation of the idea of the state owning private business and private industry, as, and this myth has been propagated to tragic results throughout uh, modern history that... You know, uh, uh, it's all about the workers. You're a worker. You have no voice. Evil rich guys run your life. And as, as soon as the government can take over all that stuff, well, then your voices will be heard. Collectively, we all are a part of this thing, so you'll have more of a voice in that world. And it's a bunch of crap. I'm sorry, Chris, I didn't mean to, uh, to cut you off there. But I wanted to get through that. This is... It, when you start hearing people, and Obama was famous for this, Biden himself has done this, and they start talking about the rich, fat cats on Wall Street and evil corporate America, it's all this stuff. It's all Marxist. My man Trey's been saying it for a lot of years. He's absolutely right. 
Mm-hmm. You've got to demonize the free market system. You have to demonize capitalism as somehow itself being oppressive, when really capitalism and the free market system is uh, is the pathway to a level of independence that pretty much very few people on planet Earth actually enjoy. You're actually, yes, more free in a capitalist free market system where by our founding documents you are also guaranteed certain rights that as a human being alive on planet Earth you have. Uh, and so you can't really uh, push this agenda on that idea, so you have to invert it. Oh, no, no, no. Capitalism is why your life sucks. Freedom is why your life sucks. It's because of this pesky freedom that allows these rich white guys on Wall Street to take it, like Donald Trump, to take advantage of you. And that's why you need We need a revolution. And make no bones about it. This guy is all about actual revolution. He, uh, he was asked on Fox Digital, do you think a democratic Marxist revolution could address these problems? The mayor of Burbank, I actually do. Says, I like to call myself a futurist. There is a path that we're headed towards, and I think all of us collectively know, uh, kind of know where that's going. Now, we could sit and listen to this guy and say, well, he's a wing nut. He got spanked by a tranny. <laughs> he's, he's, he's in that job. He's a, but you know what? He really isn't. He's really not an extremist in and of his own community of people, and I'm talking about the ideologues and the zealots of this crap. They all believe what he, ju- what I just read to you that this guy believes. Uh, I've actually seen it and heard it, you know, or heard of it in 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 my life uh, in city government. Uh, the federal government is rotten with this stuff. And so when people are out there and they're claiming they're moderates and, well, no, I just want, I want prison, I want sentencing reform, you know, I, 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 you know what, if reparations came along, I'd be in favor of it because, you know, of slavery and all that stuff. And they try to portend that they're, that they're moderate people in this side. No, bullcrap. They all believe what I just tell, what I just read to you. All of them. I would tell you right now, sitting here on my ass, running my mouth in front of this microphone, Nuremberg believes this crap. Uh, A lot of folks uh, across the country that maybe you're thinking are not firebrands or weirdos or zealots. This is the agenda. This is the orthodoxy. And you can wrap. Every other issue around this, whether it's the trannies and the sex books and the schools trying to destroy the relationship of parents between their kids, whether it's the unrelenting uh, you know, onslaught against Christianity and, on, and, and religion in this country, uh, whether it's the open border, what you can wrap all of these issues that we scream and yell about every single day into this one idea. This is what they want. They want the way we live and the way this country was designed to be destroyed. They want a revolution. And they want a violent revolution, I believe. What do you think? 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. There's never any FOMO with the iHeartRadio app. You won't ever have to miss out on your favorite shows and contests with this radio station again. Radio 24-7-365. 365. We're here when you want us. Stay connected and listen anywhere when you download the free iHeartRadio app. This is Scott Robbins. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean High. Yes. I'm going to go see Dwight Yoakam tomorrow at the Majestic Theater. I'm looking forward to it. That'll be fun. A lot of you are going. It's a sold-out show, right? Yeah, it's sold out. I, we bought our tickets so long ago, I forgot that we were even going. So my wife and our, all our friends are going. and uh, So I'll be, go- I'll be off tomorrow and, and Friday. And people are like, well, why are you taking two days off? Hey, I have to go downtown, okay? 
<laughs> I want plenty of time to get there, okay? Let's go to Esteban. Uh, and, uh, we, we're talking about the, the mayor of Burbank, who's a socialist piece of crap. But you know what? They all are. That's my thesis statement. What do you think, Esteban? I think the first commandment of socialism is thou shalt envy. Mm. May, yes. The, the mayor of Burbank, the mayor of our city, and a lot of these Marxists have a lot of money, and you know what? They can give it away anytime they want to. They no, Esteban, paid. you need to give your money away, all right? They're going to determine whether you're a decent human being or not by how much money they separate from you <laughs> and me. And, you know, somebody, a wise man once said human nature is flawed, and it's simply this way. We naturally want revenge when we are wronged, and we want mercy when we wrong others. And that's why the whole theory of Marxism falls flat on its face. Well, where has it worked? Tell everybody else what to do. Don't do it themselves. Exactly. No, you're right. Excellent point, Esteban. Thank you. Let me ask you, again, if if you're a progressive, whatever label you're using these days, explain to me where this has worked. Do we have a model? Do we have an example through history? Of where, you know, obviously it'd be relatively recent history. Do we have, do we have a, an example where this stuff has really worked really well for people? For people, not for the people sitting at the big table or the people running the show or the dictator or what have you. I mean, where has this crap worked for people? Answer: Nowhere. <laughs> It has not worked anywhere at any time in a successful way in regards to the people of a nation. It is quite the opposite. Their rights are trodden over. They're abused. They're imprisoned for uttering the wrong words or thinking the, the, the wrong thing and letting somebody they shouldn't know about it, know about it, if you will. You pit people against each other. You're, you live under the constant threat of being tossed into a freaking camp or a gulag. I mean, is that good for people? You, you may have the same can of Alpo to uh, eat as your neighbors. Y'all might be eating out of the same dumpster collectively. But has it, is, is it, does it work for people? Where? Where does it work for people? I'd love to hear that example. I, I don't suspect we'll get any calls on that. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Oh, I, I was going to bring up an oyster story while Trey was on with us, cause I, and I, I, I forgot it. Because Trey hates raw oysters. I adore raw oysters. And it's always a funny conversation when we bring it up. I'm a big seafood guy. I just I, I grew up on Chesapeake Bay, and I, I love the seafood here in, in, in South Texas. And, uh, and I, I'm just a big old seafood. We had a guy at a Texas restaurant who ate some raw oysters, got a little bacteria in him. He had some comorbidities as it were. He had, uh, he was autoimmune. He was immune deficient or compromised and he lost his life. I'm just here to say, Hey baby, don't stop eating oysters, man. Keep on letting them slide down. James, are you a big oyster eater? You like raw oysters? Huge oyster eater. Ooh, we can be friends. Yeah, big. Christian, you, you like big? Uh, you like raw oysters? Oh, he's busy doing that news thing. Mm. I love oysters. I love raw oysters. I'm not a big oyster sandwich guy. I'm I, not a big fried oyster guy. You know? What, what about the Rockefeller? That, I, oh, yeah. Okay. Oysters uh, Rockefeller? Yeah. See, that, for me, that's too much. I like them just plain with the... Sauce. What do you t- put on an oyster? I, I put Tabasco, a Tabasco. little bit of hot sauce, well, Tabasco, horseradish. Cocktail sauce on a cracker, boom. Sometimes a little shot of Worcester, uh, Worcestershire sauce. Oh, I haven't done that. I'll try That's that. an East Coast thing. That's more of a Chesapeake Bay thing. Oh, how, but how I, very East Coast of you. <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're rednecks. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not talking about oysters that people eat in Connecticut, you know, or in New Haven. I, I mean, you know, Eastern Shore, Chesapeake Bay, redneck oysters, okay? You don't put them on a cracker, baby. You just suck them right out the shell and let them slide down your throat. And you know what? If I ever, if I died because I ate an oyster, I'd be cool with that. <laughs> You're fine. 
Well, I mean, I'm just like, well, if the good Lord wants to take me out with a freaking oyster, okay. It's something I love. Yeah, okay, all right. You know, it's like if my wife smothered me in the middle of the night. Well, at least it's somebody I love taking me out. Or some wheels of cheese fall on you in wheels Italy. Of, I love and, cheese. And, uh, that man died, and you said he died doing what he loved. So, well, he okay. did. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm just saying that I'm not, when I hear these stories happen once, you know, about 100 people a year, and I didn't know this, and we're going to take a break, about 100 people a year die from seafood poisoning. My wife, God bless her, she is terrified. She gets, whenever I make seafood, she's terrified I'm going to kill us all. And give us that, you know, salminio poisoning. <laughs> but uh, I, I love seafood, and I will eat raw oysters till the day I die. I love them. They're slimy and good. And that's my p- public service announcement for the day. Keep eating Texas oysters. 210-599-5555. Smartphone or a smart speaker? Smart listener, when you stream us. Streaming radio now. This is News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Nice. News Talk 550 KTSA. That's Dwight doing Queen. That sounded funny. That's a good version. Looking forward to seeing Dwight tomorrow night at the Majestic. Uh, 210-599-5550. Thanks for educating me uh, on, on uh, so I don't look like a total fool going into this concert tomorrow night, not knowing anything about the man's music. All my friends and my wife, they love him. So we'll see the Majestic tomorrow night. Uh, 210-599-5555. Let me get, I want to do something personal here, just something out of my life that happened. And I, I every time this happens, I always kind of think about it like, well, that was interesting. Now, uh, you know, I get up at uh, about 5.15 in the morning. I, I roll on out of the house. I got I to process, man. I'm out of the house in 15 minutes. And if I need something for my day, I, I swing on by one of the local convenience stores. And uh, I, was, I was going into the convenience store uh, yesterday morning, and uh, a woman was walking in. Uh, behind me, and I held the door for her. I held the door, and I smiled politely. I am a polite, older gentleman. But I, I, I hold it, I, I, and it's not, I, I, mean, I didn't start doing that when I got to Texas, because I know it's, it's a big thing here. I've been doing that my whole life. My old man was a big, it was that guy. Was old. I hold the door for everyone, not just women. I'll hold the door for another dude or, you know, whether he's an old dude or a younger dude. I don't care. I, I, I just think it's a nice thing to do, to hold the door for somebody. It doesn't take much energy. It's not a big deal. Just kind of a nice little thing that we do for each other. Like, I, I cannot stand it when I leave a place and the person going out before me just lets the door slam in my face, I, you know, and takes no notice. I, that these These little things like holding the door for somebody are, you know, little niceties that we afford each other living in a civilized society. When I hold the door for you, I'm not making a freaking political statement. (laughs) I'm not embracing my patriarchy. I'm just holding the freaking door for another human being. And women, yes, I, women especially, I will. if, If I, even if I have time to go on in, Without holding the door, I will stand there and wait. I'm that guy. I don't. I, I've always been that guy. I held the door for this chick yesterday morning, and she shot me a glare. She just had pure poison in her eyes, man. She had the look in her eye like, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? I don't need a man to hold the door for me. She's a black chick, so I don't know if there's a race component. <laughs> I said it. I don't care. But I always find that interesting. Like, oh, wow, I really ruined your day, didn't I? Have you, you experienced that? I mean, you, you, that, that's the moment in which we live. When I was growing up, and I know, here's, here comes the old fartism again, but I, you know, we all did that. It wasn't, you know, and, and it's like, I'm, I'm big on please and thank you. You know, I can't believe how many people don't say younger people. I said younger people don't say please and thank you. 
which always kind of irritates me. But you, when you hold the door for somebody these days, you, you really don't know how they're going to react to that. They, they might, you know, most, and I'll say this 90% of the time, it's like, well, thank you, you know. Uh, but every now and again, you get somebody who just, how dare you open the door for me? You're awful. <laughs> you suck. Yeah, I don't need you to open this damn door for me. I can open this door all by myself. You know what I mean? You ever get that tude, man? No, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not a square, and I, I'm not prim and proper. I mean, look at me. You know, I, I, you know, I'm a pretty edgy guy in certain certain situations or aspects of life. I like to cuss, man. I cuss quite frequently, and frankly, I enjoy cussing. If I could cuss on the air, I would. But I am also a nice guy, and I try to be a nice guy. And it's just interesting. It, it, it's, it's indicative of kind of where we are. Haven't you? I'm sure you've noticed because we've talked about it before. We're like all the stuff that you and I grew up with that was good and admirable is now bad and hateful behavior and people should stop doing it. All the crap that you and I considered good, you know, good stuff to aspire to or to do in your life. Showing up early for work. <laughs> Saying please and thank you. Holding the door for someone, you know, these used to be admirable traits. And when somebody, in fact, they were so admirable and, and commonplace in our era when we were young, a person, you didn't think somebody was special because they held the door open for you, right? Because everybody did it. But now, ugh, you never know what kind of freaking can of work. I'm going to still keep doing it. Because you know what? If I hold the door for you and you somehow interpret that to be oppressive or I hate you or, you know, I'm trying to diminish you, I'm going to hold the door for you even more. Just to spite your ass. How's that make you feel? But you know what I mean? Is that weird? You know, it just looked at me with, a, with anger and just, you jerk, how dare you hold the door for me? And again, I don't know, it's not a big deal, who cares, it didn't beset my mind. But I did think about it for a few minutes, that we live in a world where a simple act of politeness, I guess you could call it, is just viewed as some kind of a, as something oppressive or something awful and weird, you know. And that's kind of a commie ideology too. I don't need no man to hold the door for me. I'm, I'm part of the working class, I'm part of, I'm part of the collective. Okay, I don't need the door open for me. You know, whatever. I, you know, obviously, again, I, I upset this woman, and I just thought it. And so, you know what? I my old man had a saying. He said, "Kill him with kindness, man." My old man used to say, "When somebody uh, looks at you or insults you or gives you a, you know, the side eye or whatever, smile at them like a jackass eating bumblebees." <laughs> Frankly, I'm not even sure what that means. It sounds painful. But I kind of got the basic idea that if somebody gets upset by my niceness, I just I just go even nicer. I, I, people say to me that like, well, you're just you're being wimpy and you're letting people take advantage of you, whatever. But I don't see it that way. If a simple act of kindness pisses you off, I'm going to deluge you with more acts of kindness. <laughs> Does that make sense? So be careful who you open the door for. You, you never know who you're going to get, what kind of reaction you're going to get. It's, it's, I'm frankly, it's weird. Two ones. If you have any thoughts or if you've experienced this phenomenon, now I, I did mention earlier about how young women look at me now like I'm an old geese, like I'm, a, I'm an old, you know. And I, I, I will say that sometimes I have a bit of a reaction. I mean, I don't show it when, like, some young, young, per, right? Some young person opens the door for me and goes, "Have a nice day, sir." Now, I actually, in my mind, I, I, well, outwardly, I thank them. But in my mind, I'm like, I ain't dead. You know, I, so maybe I'm just as bad and having a reaction, too. I don't know. You're in transition. I'm in transition. Is, is all it is. From middle age to old geese. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm crossing that, you know, that expanse even as we speak. You're normal. I'm normal. God, I hate the sound of that. Well, you don't, you don't smell normal, but you're normal. Well, I try not to. 
But don't you ever have that happen where you open the door for somebody and they just, and I'm sorry, it's a, it's a chick thing. It's not, dudes don't, dudes don't care. Thanks, brah. You know, dudes don't care. Back at you, brah. But some chicks, man, they will just, most chicks are like, oh, thank you. Well, aren't you a sweetheart? But then you get that one chick who looks at you like, I hate your guts for what you just did. So there we are. 210-599-5555. It's Sean. Obviously, I got the Fridays, even though it's Wednesday. We'll be right back on News Talk 550 KTSA. Stay out of backups and jams. Get the latest traffic and weather together throughout the day. San Antonio's News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. I know this song. I've heard this. I don't feel so bad now. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. In case you haven't noticed, we've been focusing or our, our, uh, uh, highlighting uh, Dwight Yoakam. He's playing the Majestic tomorrow. It's a big old show. A lot of people are going. It's sold out. I'm going. I'm looking forward to it, even though I don't know anything about his music. My wife loves him. All of our friends love him. And I trust their, uh, their good taste. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'll be off tomorrow and Friday. Uh, Chris is going to be in for me. And uh, actually, in Helotus on Saturday, uh, I love Helotus. Helotus is kind of just down the street from me. And uh, Helotus, they know how to do a fair, man, how to do a, an out-of-doors fair uh, at their fairgrounds. And uh, they're actually having a fundraiser for the Guardians of the Children. Uh, these are biker dudes who, uh, biker people, biker beings, who, uh, you know, are out there protecting kids who, who are being abused. And so they're going to raise some money for these folks. And that's a good, good dealio. Trey's going to be out there. It's free. You can just go. They'll have all the vendors and the, the food trucks and all that stuff. And uh, I, I don't know if we'll be able to be there or not. We've got some stuff going on. But if, if we can slide by, we will. But that's a, that's a good cause to go on out to Helotus. And any reason for me to go hang out in Helotus and get me some cup of corn, I'll do it. A corn in a cup. So I wanted to toss that out there. Uh, the phone lines are open the last few minutes here if you've got any thoughts. We'll continue to monitor the inquiry into impeaching Joe Biden uh, over the next few days. Uh, again, I'll be back on Monday. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, what, I don't know what's going to happen. James Comer has had all kinds of committees uh, looking into the corruption of Joe Biden. Again, I think that's all good stuff. I think this having this committee uh, to inquire about maybe impeaching Joe Biden is a good thing. Do I think anything's going to come of it? I'll be honest with you. No. <laughs> is there a reason why I should? Uh, but as I said at the beginning of, beginning of the gig, I, 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 I do think that they obviously, and by they, I mean, you know, technically Democrats, Let's just start calling them the bad guys, you know, uh, within our own uh, uh, political world, uh, whether it's directly involved in the government as a senator or a, or a representative or a president or somebody who works for the president or somebody who controls the president. Uh, the bad guys very obviously do want to get rid of Joe Biden. He served his purpose. I don't know that impeaching him, though, is the way they'd like to see that happen. Because you end up indicting a lot of their agenda if if Joe Biden goes down in flames. I think they would much rather prefer, and maybe we'll see this magically happen over the next few days, uh, or or actually once this committee gets underway and, and what they start uh, uh, putting out there, uh, I, I'm sure they would much prefer, much rather prefer that Joe Biden has some sort of medical development. Yeah where they could say he just can't do it anymore. He's a great president. He's been a great president. Because remember, Democrats can never be wrong. Okay? Uh, but he just can't do it anymore, so he's going to have to step down. You, If he goes down, it goes up, which I think would be great. I think he, he's the, this is the, this is, Joe Biden is the reason our, our founding fathers came up with the idea of, of American impeachment and what that means. He fits the bill, baby. Corrupt as the day is long. He's a scumbag. 
possibly a traitor. I believe he is. But, again, if he goes up in flames, a lot of they, then their ideas and their support goes up in flames, too. And I don't know if they'd want it to end that way. So, I, I, I don't know. I, Kevin McCarthy's kind of a wussy guy. He doesn't exactly have a commanding presence, yeah? <laughs> little milk toasty. So, yeah, overall, it's a good thing, I guess. But is anything going to happen? Has anything happened as a result of all these Comer investigations and committees? No. <laughs> you know, so I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. It, it's, it's sad that at this stage, and I'm sure a lot of you are right there with me, it's sad at this particular place where the cynicism, my cynicism, cynicism and possibly yours, is so deep and so profound because of what we see, we've seen with our own eyes and endured, if you want to talk about COVID and the economy and the border and all that stuff. My cynicism is so profound that, no, I don't think anything's going to happen, not, nothing meaningful. And maybe nothing meaningful is supposed to happen. Maybe McCarthy is just, you know, securing his gig or calming down uh, uh, guys like Chip Roy and, uh, and, and Jim Jordan and, and Gates and all these dudes. But I, I, I just don't. I don't. I'd love to be surprised. I'd love to be surprised and shocked that, oh, holy crap, they actually pulled him out of office. I just don't think it's going to happen. The swamp protects the swamp. They, they circle the wagons, whether they're an R or a D. It doesn't matter anymore. But it may make for some fascinating TV watching as far as how the media will cover this. Because the media are already, I mean, once the guy, the guy made the announcement yesterday, right, when we were doing this show, yeah, we, were, we played the audio for it. So that's yesterday around 9.30 or whatever the hell it was. And by the end of the day, you already had media types out there saying, well, they proceed with no evidence. They, they report it as a foregone conclusion. These people have, McCarthy, none of them have any evidence whatsoever, and they're pulling it out of their ass. They're, they're, they're trying to layer on top of Kevin McCarthy and all the rest of them, Jim Jordan, what they, in fact, did to Donald Trump. They actually did impeach him with no freaking evidence. Again, these people tend to be guilty of the crap that they accuse other people of being guilty of, which is what good little narcissists do. So, I don't know. We'll see. I'll be back on Monday. Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Mr. Christian Blood, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. Monday.